Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Han Talks First. I'm your host, Han, and uh, today's gonna is a bonus episode for you all. Uh, this will be a quick and fun topic on what I think is the most important part of The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Skywalker. The music. The music of the sequel trilogies by John Williams is full of musical connections of story and interrelationships shared between characters, and I want to explore three different themes and talk about how it is the most consistent and uniformed component of the entire sequel trilogy. That's right. You heard me correctly. I think the most important part and the strongest function of the entire sequel trilogy isn't the writing, it's not the directing, and it's not the acting, but the music. So the topic of today's discussion was inspired by a rabbit hole of internet theorizers and musicians discussing in depth the mechanics of Star Wars scores. I stumbled across many people talking about the music and it helped bring attention to a lot of new things to be discovered in the sequel trilogy, movies that I never noticed before. Now, the scores of Star Wars utilize an eclectic variety of musical styles, many culled from late Romantic period, and of course that itself was incorporated into the Golden Age of Hollywood period of music, and of that style of scoring movies is what John Williams mainly took inspiration from, or the combination of both of those, just the the classicism of the late romantic and the classicism of how 60s, 50s and 60s Hollywood was scoring their movies. And the reasons for this are known to involve George Lucas himself and his desire to allude to the underlying fantasy element of the narrative rather than the science fiction setting, as well as to ground the otherwise strange and fantastic setting in this well-known audience-accessible understanding of the music. Indeed, Lucas maintains that much of the film's success and relies not on the advanced visual effects, but on the simple, direct emotional appeal of the characters and the importance of each character's score. Now, the music has always been very heavily character-based. Many of the motifs that we know and love are associated with the people. Yoda. Vader. Luke. And Ray. These scores help us identify with the character and emote with them through their journey in the passing of the story. And today I'm going to talk to you about just three different themes. We're going to talk about Kylo Ren, Rey, and 
Emperor Palpatine. And I want to show you how they connect and see what what these character musical symbols are trying to tell us about their relationships and their place in the story. So first, let's listen to Kylo's, Kylo Ren's theme. So here it is right here. Okay, now let's listen again, but this time I'm just going to play the last three notes from this motif. Okay, now that you got that in, now listen to Ray's theme. Here we go. Okay, let's listen to it one more time, but this time I'm just going to play the first three notes. Okay, does that sound familiar to you? So the last three notes of Kylo Ren's theme are the same as the first three of Ray's. I thought this was fascinating. Just like the characters themselves, their themes are intertwined and they're connected or bridged, as Snoke would say. And something else that's interesting about Ray's theme is it's not just the melody of it, but the arrangement going on in the background. The instruments that accompany this main melody motif is retelling the Force theme, which is also Luke Skywalker's theme. Um, if there's, you can play the Force theme, that melody line, the. So you can play the melody line of that on top of the accompaniment of Ray's theme by taking out the melody line, and they would fit together, almost like two different pieces coming together and forming one. So that's really cool, too. And I think this also could complement the fact that she is a Skywalker at the end of this, uh, at the end of the Rise of Skywalker. And as we go along, you'll start to see how this fits more and more into this this story uh, by when I break down some of the other themes. So Rey, we all know that she is the descent descendant of Emperor Palpatine. And uh, she, at, at the end of the, the saga, she decides to abandon her, her title to that relationship and form a new one, which is the Skywalker. And it's funny how it's connected in the music in some ways because she takes on the name Skywalker and her, her, uh, her accompaniment in the music fits perfectly with Luke's theme. It's very interesting how it's connected connected there. Now, sort of the same thing applies to Kylo Ren. The accompaniment to him that's playing behind his melody line is, is playing a unison rhythm similar to the Imperial March, which we identify with as Vader. And this is connecting his relationship to his grandfather in the story. So again, same thing. Uh, Ray and Kylo's themes are very similar, 
uh, in their meanings, but uh, just very different the way they are played. And the scores here are, for both of them, are new melodies, melodies we haven't heard in the saga before. So they're new melodies or characters, if you want to say. And they're played over these reimagined themes that we're used to from older generations, just like the story itself. Brand new characters from from an from uh, from an older generation. They are the the new generation. And what's beautiful about these scores is that just like the characters, they are very different. But as we can see from the Last Jedi, that even though they're different, Kylo and Rey, they can work when they are played together. And as well, if you strip the melodies from both Rey and Kylo's theme, and you play both both of the accompaniments together, these, this underlying accompaniment, they'll, they'll harmonize with each other. And they play at the same tempo. They, they, they can work together. That's interesting, too. So just like how Ray's accompaniment matches that of Luke Skywalker's and Kylo Ren's matches the accompaniment of Vader's, yet if you put both those accompaniments of Ray and Kylo together they'll harmonize with each other. That's something that's, one, really hard to do in the first place. Musicians will know harmony, especially when it comes to singing, is not always the easiest thing to to write. It's very easy to play and or sing along with when you're listening to like pop music or something, but to be able to compose something and have it harmonize, it... it Regardless of how advanced you are, it does require some thought because not every strand of notes or voices can fit when played together. So the fact that it works with all of these this four people that I mentioned so far leads me to believe that this was on purpose or uh, extended on from old pieces of music that John Williams has written in the past. So... Not only does Ray and Kylo's underlying accompaniments of their themes harmonize together, but that in itself could represent that of them coming together at the end of The Rise of Skywalker. Pretty cool, huh? Okay, so that's the main two out of the way. I told you I was going to tell you about three different themes today. So not only does both of these characters' themes work with each other, but it also works with one other character in this story. Go ahead, take a minute, or take a quick second, and try to guess who it is. If you guessed Grandpappy Sheev Papa Daddy, then you were correct. So, this is where it gets even more interesting. Okay, and this could be like just conspiracy theory coming out of my head, but in my mouth, I don't know, but... Let's just start by taking a listen to the Emperor's theme. Now, the one I'm going to play here is from the Return of the Jedi. So it's an old one, but it still applies to, um, honestly, any movie that this theme is played. While it may be performed slightly differently or arranged just a little bit differently, we're mainly going to focus on the melody here. Uh, But they're all pretty consistent throughout the film. So let's take a quick second, and I'm going to play for you the Emperor's uh, theme. Here we go. 
Okay. If you didn't catch anything right away, it's okay. We're going to break it down. But if you did, that's freaking awesome. So let me just say, just like with Ray, Ray's theme, be, starting off with the ending of Kylo's theme, Palpatine's theme ends with the beginning of Kylo's theme. Pretty cool, huh? Listen, listen back real quick. Uh, here's the ending of Palpatine's theme. And here's the beginning of Kylo's. So it makes sense in the story, too. Kylo Ren is the new villain of the sequels, and he's picking up where the Emperor left off, symbolizing that in the music, too. Kylo's theme is picking up where the Emperor's left off. Now, I told you it was going to relate to both Kylo and Rey, so Palpatine's theme here is also connected to Rey's. And it's a lot of beginning and ends with the relationship to them. So Rey's theme, the beginning of both themes of both Rey and Palpatine's are, are both this exact same. The very top of Rey's theme is this. And here's the very top of Palpatine's theme. But there is a difference between Rey and Palpatine, right? You know, just because their scores match up and that and we're reflecting back on the movie itself, there is still a difference between them, right? So one is good and one is evil, of course. Rey being the good, Palpatine being the evil. But don't worry, it's also represented in the music too. Following the intro to both of these motifs, we hear a, a contrast in the way it's arranged. For example, in Palpatine's, after the, uh, the, the first three notes, it goes lower in voicing, representing the descent of all good, of anything that is good. And the follow after the phrasing following Ray's first three notes goes up in intervals, representing her rise from the dark and being the good in the Force. So not only are they uh, starting off at the same place, but one is going up and one is going down, and that represents their character. But it also shows that they come from the same place, the same bloodline. I think it's very interesting to see that you know music tells us these characters are connected. I mean, think about, like, none of the themes have changed. Could you imagine, what if we noticed this right after The Force Awakens? How crazy would that be, right? Like, we could possibly predict this movie. I'm sure there's some people out there that thought of this, right, when The Force Awakens came out and they listened to the, the soundtracks and everything. But um, you can almost predict the ending of the movie just by listening and analyzing these scores. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I wanted to bring it up today, just because I, I find it very interesting. And it's no doubt there are similarities, whether they were all intentional, 
that's up for you to decide. Either way, John Williams is a master at what he does. And it's, um, we should all be very, very thankful that he has been the, the consistent thread through these, these films. And that's why I think that the music is the, the, the most uniform property of, of these movies and why it's made the most sense. And a lot of people complain that the, you know, the sequel trilogy didn't have a plan. I think if you looked back on it and looked at the music behind it, it can, it can almost make up for that because it does make sense musically at the way the story is told through sound. And there's so much more to pick up on with these scores because it's not just the themes. There's also phrases and, and stories to be told in the action as well with what John Williams does with the music. And maybe someday I'll explore that as well or get into some of the themes from the original trilogy or the prequel trilogy, because there's so much to talk about. And another reason why I wanted to kind of talk about this today was because John Williams is done with star Wars. He finished it with the ending of the Skywalker saga. And I think it was some of his best work. And of course his, the, the Ray theme is one of his, his best pieces he's ever written. And it's probably my favorite out of all the Star Wars music. And when I said earlier that Ray's theme is very similar to Luke's theme, and if you stripped away the melody and had it play with Luke's melody, then, or the accompaniment play with Luke's melody, then it would, it would fit perfectly. And it would, it would be like two pieces of one of different puzzles that could form its own. And, Actually, at the end of The Rise of Skywalker, that happens. The very last scene when she's sliding down the sand hill into the Lars homestead, we hear Ray's theme reimagined with the old Force theme. So, this could all be speculation, but... It's speculated responsibly. So what do you guys think? Do you agree with everything that I've talked about here today? Do you think that their fates are connected? Are these themes built off one another and complement their relationships on screen? Or do you think that John Williams has just a specific style and that he's writing in his genre that is Star Wars? I mean, the tone is very specific and has, has been consistent through all nine films, but I can't help but think that there's more to the story telling by ear so check this out go watch the last scene of the phantom menace when the camera moves through the gungan city and everyone's celebrating and having a gay old time and anakin gets his braid and the celebration music is playing if you look at the notes of that piece or slow them down by like half speed it's actually playing the emperor's theme unveiling the phantom menace even behind the music that's it for today everyone thank you so much for listening and now somehow someway somewhere this week may the force be with you Do it.